I'm John DiLibretto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. Today I've got Marconi Union, the British ambient music trio whose album Signals was the Echoes CD of the Month in November. Before we plug in though, Christmas is around the corner. If you're looking for that last minute gift, we've got them for you in the store at echoes.org. There is still time to get the Echoes 30th anniversary t-shirt, which is a limited edition run. You can also give the gift of the Echoes CD of the Month Club. We pick our favorite album out every month and send them to club members. Recent selections include the Winter Tales Collection, Marconi Union Signals, and Kevin Keller's Shimmer. Best of all, you can give them a subscription to Echoes Online, where they can hear all 10 hours of Echoes programming we produce each week, plus an extended archive and online-only streams. So head over to the store at echoes.org and bring some Christmas music bliss to the music lovers in your life or maybe even for yourself. That's echoes, E-C-H-O-E-S dot org, O-R-G. And now we receive signals from Marconi Union. hard to find a distinctive electronic voice these days, but Marconi Union have been honing theirs since they first emerged in 2003. After the deep ambiences and abstract grooves of their last few recordings, Marconi Union hits the groove again on their latest release, Signals. It was the Echoes CD of the Month in November. Marconi Union is Jamie Crosley on guitars and synthesizers, Richard Talbot on synthesizers, and Duncan Meadows on keyboards and synths. The three musicians gathered on Zoom in Crosley's basement recording studio outside of Manchester, England. And this is where most of the album is recorded. The band started in the early 2000s and released their debut album in 2003. Since then, their sound has evolved considerably and their latest album, Signals, explores a more percussive, trap-set approach to rhythm. You might think they've added a drummer to their trio. As in a real drummer, there's nobody actually playing drums. It's just a combination of programming on a drum machine and programming it within a computer and mixing the two together. no real drummers on the album, but it was inspired by actual drummers. They cite Yaki Liebetzite from the group Cam, Tony Allen from Fela Kuti's Africa 70, and Clive Diemer who has played with Hawkwind, Radiohead, Portishead, and many others. It's this spirit, if not the actual drummers, who inspired the mostly trap-set style grooves of Signals. But it was kind of an imaginative way of thinking what would this be like to work with those people. You know, we was obviously, that was never going to become a reality, so we just had to use our imagination of how it would have worked if we would have been working with those guys.
The influence I hear the most is Yaki Liebetzeit, one of the architects of what's been called the motoric style of drumming used by Can, Noy, and Kraftwerk. Yeah, I don't agree with that. That's Jamie Crosley, who programmed the drum machines. I feel that there's quite a bit of Tony Allen in there as well. So where do you think you hear Tony Allen? Well, certainly in the first track, Cycles Repeat. No, that's Yaki Liebetzeit for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we can argue about this all day, John. John, we know who wasn't in the studio with us, okay? <laughs> but that's fine if that's what you think. Yeah, that's I could fine. probably pull up a canned song that had exactly that, that, that groove to it. <laughs> <laughs> That is Cannes Vitamin C. This is Marconi Union's Cycles with Eating. the source of inspiration, Marconi Union take these elements into new and atmospheric territory. Duncan Meadows. Yeah, I was thinking about this this morning, about how we arrive at any music at all, and it's just trying to evoke anything sometimes, do you know what I mean? So that the atmosphere can remind us of, I don't know, a piece of music or a place or a time, and once three of us can get a sense of that in a track it's usually a good sign that we're onto something do you know what I mean because this has always been the problem with being an instrumental band there's no front person so you've got to find other ways to ground the music in you know humanity whatever Marconi Union talk about a jumbled approach to composing well it's like probably every album we've ever done we kind of mix and match things and mess about and it takes quite a bit of time till eventually one track will hit the mark and then you get a sense of direction of where to go to. So once you hit that mark, you can then apply that same method and mentality to the other tracks, which then brings them along then. That's basically how we've done all our music. You can hear what that means when I talk about the gentle choir that ends the otherwise menacing track, Blowback. I ask where the sample is from. It's no. Oh, it's it's from a sample library issue. What is in in blowback? Yeah. No, no, that's actually Duncan's voice. Oh, is it? That's really funny. That John. The, well, whenever we do things like this, interviews, like we all discover things about the album that we did <laughs> that we weren't aware of. I remember that those two notes that, that I remember singing them and sending them to Jamie but I'm not a great singer. I only sound good if you whack loads of reverb on it and delay. They're, they're heavily processed, and I think they're almost at least seven semitones higher than what they actually were, so they sound a bit more of a female kind of vocal. Yeah, in fact, it's, it's a technique we used on Dead Air, actually, thinking about it, because there, there's, there's some of my so-called singing on Dead Air, and then Jamie's done 
slightly similar things in terms of how it's processed, but it's, it's, it's so they're not obviously singing because we're never going to have a singer, but it's the texture. Marconi Union have a reputation of being enigmatic, but really, they're more droll and evasive. Take their response to the meaning of the final song title, Looking Through the Ilex, and Ilex is most commonly known as a hollybush. That's right. That's one reference, yeah. What's another reference? Because it's not a reference I would associate with you guys. <laughs> um, it's probably best just not to know, John, because that's what makes the titles a bit more mysterious. No, no. It's, it, There's nothing worse than finding out what a title actually means. No, 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 no. <laughs> not going to get it. The music makes it mysterious, not the title. So what is it? No, seriously, John, you don't want to know. I, d I don't want you to know. <laughs> it's, not as, uh, it's not as mysterious as it appears. So the Hollybush reference is like, that's cool, but let's go along with that. But I pushed them some more on it, and another aspect is revealed. I think there's a certain aspect of psychedelia as well on this album, for me anyway. It has a bit of a psychedelic vibe to it. Mm. It actually feels as if it's referencing some of that 60s kind of thing. Yeah, but it's kind of like the burnt out end of it, isn't it? It's the, yeah, it's it the aftermath of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the dark side of uh, the hippie culture, really. <laughs> It's, it's not the pretty aspects of it. Yeah, it's like when, when all the idealism had sort of collapsed and then you're just left with people strewn on a muddy field or <laughs> something. <laughs> Just view of 60s counterculture is something you might expect from some punk refugees, which they are. Uh, you're talking about like Buscocks, Magazine, Joy Division, Sax Pistols, all that kind of stuff from that era. Marconi Union has lasted longer than all of those groups combined. Richard Talbot. 
I can't believe we're still doing it, to be honest, after 20 years. It's because it kind of started off as <laughs> something. So it's obviously not worked out how you planned that. I don't think we had a plan, did we? I don't think there was a plan. It was just like, it started off just casually doing stuff and like bouncing tracks between us. And then it kind of just rolled on from there and it keeps going. It's great. It's brilliant. I think it's fantastic that we're still doing it. And uh, yeah. closing in on their 20th anniversary. Their latest album is Signals on the Just Music Label. I'll have a link for Marconi Union Signals in the posting for this podcast. You can also read my review of this album at echoes.org. And while you're there, check out the Echoes CD of the Month Club. Next week, we take a trip through the Electronic Music Education and Preservation Project, more concisely known as EMIAP. This is one of the largest collections of electronic instruments in the world and includes Keith Emerson's actual gear, including his Moog modular system, which I play not very well, though. I'm John DiLiberto. This has been the Echoes Podcast from PRX. See you next week. Tonight on the radio somewhere in the country or at Echoes Online right now or whenever you want.